0: Welcome to the Buck Stops here, the official audio program of notinhalloffame.com, and I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, the Buck, the owner and the operator of notinhalloffame.com, and its sister sites, Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame Show, Season 1, Episode 22. Evan Nolan and I, we take a look at the passing of Wes Unseld, a basketball Hall of Famer, and he passed away not that long ago at the age of 74. It great Washington Bullet, probably the best player in franchise history. Unfortunately, with uh, today's current climate, he didn't get the attention that it should have, but we would like to uh, pay a little bit of respect to uh, Mr. Unseld. And uh, we look at the numbers that should be retired in sports. Last week we looked at the ones that probably shouldn't have been, this week we take the more positive approach and look at some of the ones who we think really should be retired by their respective franchise. Without further ado, here's Evan. Evan, how you doing? Oh, everything
1: is perfectly normal, don't you think?
0: Well, yeah, There's <laughs> nothing's happened the last week.
1: No, nothing happened. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. I mean, we're not... Uh, I, I, I don't... We don't go into politics, but it's really hard this week not to go into politics.
0: It's so. it's it's very difficult. I've uh, got a couple shows lined up uh, in the next little while that will sort of touch a bit on that, but yeah, it's I, I I don't even have the words, Evan. I don't. I don't know what I what's the right thing to say, uh, you know, other than I'm disgusted.
1: Yeah, it's. The protests are working. Uh, in that they arrested the guy who um, was responsible for kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck, mm-hmm. and then they finally arrested the three cops who who went after him. The the police chief of Louisville got fired because his his uh, cops are going around without their body cameras on. Uh, the they reopened the case to the EMT and was at Memphis who was sitting in her house when cops burst into her apartment uh, to try and uh, find a guy who they'd already arrested Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend, not knowing who it was, shot. And they shot back and shot her 13 times um, in a house they should never have been in. So that got reopened today. So things are happening. um, But pretty much the chaos that is going on is, it's uh, – we've had, we've had an issue in this country with race relations for years, and we refused to have any normal discussions about it, and now we're having a reckoning is what's going on.
0: Yeah, it, um, I mean, it's been a long time coming.
1: I mean, the NFL's response to we support the protesters and the right to do whatever, they're the same people who basically threw Kaepernick out of the league for kneeling. And then your, your QB didn't exactly uh, – No, he did not. Didn't exactly have the best couple of days. No. Um, um, but, he, but he heard from the more people in his life, his sponsors, and he's very sorry for <laughs> uh, being inaccurate with his statement. What did, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was, it was not uh, – It was certainly it was not very well crafted. I'm,
0: I'm sure his uh, people worked really hard on that.
1: Uh, yeah, and then, and then Jake Fromm today. I don't know if you heard that one.
0: Yes. Oh, my God.
1: As a Patriots fan, all I could say is that was the guy they wanted the Patriots to draft later in the draft. I'm just glad it didn't happen. Can you imagine if that dude was on the Patriots, what the backlash would have been? Well, you know,
0: especially, I think, uh, with, the, with the kicker you drafted.
1: And yeah, we have the kicker with the three percenter tattoo, who allegedly didn't know what it meant. Well, is that possible, though? Like,
0: I know a lot... A po-
1: it, I mean, it, it, is, it is possible. It is possible, to you know what I meant? To, I mean, there are enough people who get, you know, Asian symbol tattoos. You have no idea what any of those mean. Um, yeah, it's possible. And you can take him at his word maybe for it, but the two of those things combined would have gone very, very badly.
0: Yeah, and then the only reason I sort of say that, not not that I'm trying to condone uh, obviously the, the tattoo, I just, I know a lot of... Uh, you know, kids that age. You know what I see tattoos? Oh, like what does that mean? Uh, especially like when I was uh, a, a boss out in Jasper, and I had uh, I, I had quite a, quite a lot of uh, late teen, early twenty somethings who worked for me, and, and more than fifty percent of the time, Evan, I'd ask what that tattoo meant. And I don't know. It looks cool.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it, it's enti- it, it's entirely possible. I, I, I will give them that. It just it doesn't look good.
0: No. No, uh, God, no. And, and then the only reason I sort of say that is just, again, the staggering amount of tattoos of people, that people have no idea what the hell it means.
1: No, I, that is true. But, I mean, just the idea of, of Drew Brees, who's, I mean, can basically walk on water in New Orleans, having his statement on why, why Yahoo Finance, why he's being interviewed by them, I have no idea, but that's who it was. Mm-hmm. And then having Kamara and Thomas and... uh the new wide receiver who was with the right, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. All on follow him on all the social media things was stunning. I think is, is what it comes down to. It. It's this this last week has revealed a lot on all sides about where the American experiment is at this point. Um and it's it's not looking so good. Yeah, when when, when Breeze did that,
0: uh, I think that really got to me. uh, I I have a Breeze jersey. I don't know if I'm ever going to want to wear that again. Uh, Massively conflicted with what he said and how someone who has been around black people a long, long time probably –
1: he's a a saint of a 70% African-American city.
0: Well, (laughs) not – I, I don't know, well, yeah, I, I don't know how a lot of them are going to look at look at him the same way now, at the same time, though, i I still want to believe that you know people can redeem themselves, people can change. but for someone to be that tone deaf with the amount of experience uh, that he's had in that community is staggering to me,
1: yeah, it's. Yeah, and and I mean, and anyone who somehow makes Aaron Rodgers look like a good guy, which is exactly what happened, because Rodgers gave an interview the same day and talked about all the stuff that he'd learned from his teammates, separate from Brees, mm-hmm. and that he understood why the protests were going on, everything, and Aaron Rodgers came out looking like an adult for the first time in, since he won the Super Bowl. Honestly, because he's acted like a baby for about ten years. Yeah, the fact that he made Aaron Rodgers look mature is. Kind of kind of incredible. So. And the funny thing anyway, is, that's he's, what it, he's actually kneeled ahead, before. Sorry. Yeah, he has. But who knows? I mean, yeah, he, he grew up in Texas, but he, he didn't necessarily uh, know how to read a locker room. Let's put it that way. He's the most accurate most accurate quarterback in football history, except when it comes to giving interviews on race. I, th-
0: I think the best so. line I saw was, uh, I forget who it was who said it, and I, I want to, so I apologize. I, I want to give the proper credit, but his, uh, his his apology showed that, oh, it looks like like Breeze can play defense. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Hey, can't, uh, uh, hey You got you to find something.
1: That's, uh, over-under on Jameis Winston starts. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah so i think I think we've i think we have made both of our opinions clear on this as to where we stand without actually uh going too far into it because that's not what anyone comes here for no but let's just say neither neither of us are excited about what's going on, and i'm not sure exactly what the solution is um, because the people who are supposed to be de escalating this are doing the opposite and so, then lying about it uh, so yeah aside so, so, but true. Uh, so speaking of so, sad. So can, can,
0: can,
1: uh, as you said, oh. can I start
0: with a with a trivia question for you, though? Yeah, yes, you can.
1: I know. I mean, we I, we went through. There are a lot of deaths this week in terms of people who were big in sports, although not necessarily big names. Mm-hmm. But there is one death that is was remarkable this week that I want to bring to your attention. Okay, with nothing to do with sports or music. You ready? Sure. Her name was Irene Triplett. She passed away at the age of ninety. Mm-hmm. Of uh, she, uh, she passed away at the age of ninety uh, on the thirty first of May. Okay, Miss Triplett, what is the distinction Miss Triplett has? She's the last person ever in the world to have this distinction that she has. No one else will ever have it.
0: The last person to have seen Madonna naked.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's—I don't think that's hard, my friend. She is the last person to receive a pension from the American Civil War. Oh, oh. think about that. Uh, it's 2020. The American Civil War ended in 1865. That is 155 years ago, and she's the last person. She got $73.17 a week. For basically her entire life.
0: Why? Like, what? What was her relation to to this? So, to
1: the, uh, anyone who so her father fought for both the Union Army and the Confederacy uh, during oh, so the Civil w- War. W- w- her, was he Italian? Had her. I'm sorry. Was he Italian? Uh, he was not. No, just, I mean, his last name. Be, yeah, his last name being triplet. I I doubt it. Um, but his, his, when he was born, his, her mom was 34 mm-hmm. and her father was 83, which he was born. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the deal was that you and all of your children got pensions, off uh, for the civil war. That was a the deal they had. And she was the last one to pass away during the middle of all this craziness. At the age of 90. So the last ever pensioner of the U.S. Civil War, 155 years later, passed away. It's kind of crazy.
0: And still no reparations.
1: (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a week. Um, And and
0: we said we'd stay out of politics.
1: Jesus. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's go back. So anyway, so we have the one big big big. debt to discuss this week. Didn't get as um, much attention as no, I no, thought it no, should.
0: Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, it didn't get as much attention as as I thought it, it really should, and I'm sure mainly because of what's going on around in the world. Going on. Uh yeah. yeah. Uh Wes Unselled, uh, legend uh with the I'll say the bullets, because that's that's who we played for at the time. Passed uh-huh. away. Uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, Hall of Famer in college, too. And yeah, it's well, I think people forget just because you don't think of the wizards being any good, but Wes Unseld is the only guy to ever sort of lead Washington to a championship.
1: Yeah, it's in nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, towards towards the end of his career, he uh, he he led them. He was an undersized center. He was only six seven, and he's going up against you know Kareem and and. Uh, and I mean all all the big centers from mm-hmm. the seventies, back when centers were centers, uh, and and still he averaged he averaged fourteen points and fourteen rebounds a game for his career. That's just incredible imagine, stuff. Imagine at guarding guys who are five and six inches taller than you and averaging fourteen rebounds a game. That's crazy. Um, one of the clearly people always say that he's one of the tough guys. We said that about Jerry Sloan. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Wes Unseld. Was one of the toughest guys in the NBA ever? It's it's not. I mean, he. If you ever look at pictures of him, he looks like he's overweight if you don't know better. That dude was just built like a truck. He just was huge for some, and, and I say he's undersized at six seven, but he was undersized for what he was doing, and the only way he could do that was by being as muscular and bulky as he was. Mm-hmm. And a hell, hell of a player, one of the greatest. Captain, certainly, uh, a, a basketball team for years. Um, also, trivia question: He is one of the only two people in NBA history ever to win Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same year. Did, wasn't the MVP year the year after? No, it was the same year, 1969.
0: Okay, i have assuming so he was MVP in
1: '70. Well, it was the same season. He, he, it's him and it's him and uh, and Wilt are the only two players to do
0: it. Huh. Okay. I must have, must have read that wrong. I could have yeah. found it was like the year after. But No, I... I yeah, so obviously I didn't know that. <laughs> Clearly, from that. Uh, I know that was like a massively popular jersey from Mitchell and Ness when they were doing all their re- when the retro jerseys were pretty... Were, uh, were happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's just... Seriously, one of the great underrated players that doesn't get did get talked about nearly enough.
0: No, um, unsold. Yeah, it's 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 weird because it's hard to picture like Washington as a small market, but in some ways it kind of is. It's just not. It
1: acts like it.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't have that high profile that you'd think a nation capital would have, which is sort of the same for Ottawa and the Senators, and even in the even in the CFL, it's considered small market.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he. Just by the way, he is the leader for the Bullets or Wizards in career games, career rebounds, and career assists as a center. Which is also kind of crazy because uh, they've been around for a while. Liz Boulay, right?
0: I didn't so. thi- I didn't know that Jarvis Crittenden didn't have that award that honor.
1: <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Richmond when he wasn't when he wasn't pouting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Gilbert Arenas, he passed a lot. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's a very melancholy goodbye to uh, to Wes Hunsald, who mm-hmm. deserved more acclaim than he probably got when he passed. Yeah,
0: and you had a couple other people that you wanted to mention before we get into our retired yeah. numbers list.
1: Yeah, there are a bunch. So, I mean, most of them, most of the people who passed away aren't names we necessarily need to run through. I mean, we have probably the greatest or the greatest motorcycle racers of all time, uh, nine-time world champion in uh, Carlo Rubialdi. I'm sure you remember him well. Um, we have uh, uh, Hall of Fame boxer, Curtis Cox passed away. Um, the Bears' safety, uh, Roosevelt Taylor, also passed away. Do you, uh, he was a major part of the, I think it was that 63 Bears who won the NFL championship. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Somewhere around there, but he was first team All Pro, second t- two time second team All Pro, uh, two time uh, Pro Bowler. A really important part of those late fifties, early sixties Bears teams. Um, who, I mean, he's on the outside looking in. He'll probably never be a senior candidate, but he. I mean, you make you make three all uh, all league teams in your career, first or second. It's at least worthy of being remembered. Um, we had a couple of NCAA football hall of famers who passed away and johnny majors who finished second in the heisman voting in 1959 uh and ended up coaching pittsburgh to their national uh, championship in 76 and then really brought tennessee back as a coach um and uh hall of fame Kyle football hall of Famer pat Dye also passed away as well as a few other i mean bob Kulick, the the guitarist for wasp Um, The Mitzvitz drummer Joey Image passed away, and uh, Chris Truesdale of the boy band Dream Street actually also passed away at the age of only 34. So there were quite a few, plus uh, some Olympic folks in there, guys who won in sailing and fencing. And one other person I probably should definitely bring up, uh, gold medal medal sprinter Bobby Morrow, who won three gold medals at the 1956 um, Games in Melbourne, and was widely considered the greatest American sprinter uh, at that time since Jesse Owens, also the last great white American sprinter, but in the Olympic American Olympic Hall of Fame as uh, as a runner also passed away uh, from pneumonia this week at the age of 88. So there are a lot of people who passed away, none of whom really crossed our radar, but we always want to take time to just mention them.
0: Oh, for sure. For so. Sure don't have a good segue to go into retired numbers so usually i've got something even really bad so i got not, i got nothing
1: well i don't i don't know the, the bears retired a lot of numbers it's possible they retired roosevelt taylor's number and i just didn't remember so it's there
0: it's right, go. yeah right right next to richie did they ever no they didn't retire william paris right
1: no next, i don't think so the bears have retired more numbers than any other team in sports but I don't know exactly. Bears retired numbers. Yeah, but,
0: and, but it's a good batch. Of, it's a damn good batch of numbers. And, and no, I, well,
1: they, they have the, also have the most Hall of Famers in football, so it's really hard to argue. I guess I guess they don't have as many as I thought they did. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. They only have 13, but it's like Bronco Nagurski, George Halas, Walter Payton, Gale Say- Sayers, uh, Dick Butkus, Red Grange, like they don't even have uh, Singletary or any of those guys retired. Peyton was the last one. Uh, Willie Gallimore, Brian Piccolo, or Brian Sog, I guess. Said Luckman. So they, they, theirs are all legit. Piccolo, I guess, would be the the least legit, but there's a whole rally team around behind him. Thing. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, yeah, and like we discussed in our retired numbers, this that's why we didn't touch the. Uh the ones who were, who were retired because they passed away tragically.
1: Right. Yes. And now, and now we have the opposite, which are uh, people who have, should have had the numbers retired by franchise and had, have not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have like 25 people that I think were worthy of being discussed. Um, I know that that seems like a lot. I don't, I'm not going to do all 25, but I just want to make sure in case we overlapped that I, uh, I had enough there. So
0: I, I think you're safe, especially when you told me that none of them are in football.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, of, I'm of the belief, just the way that football works, that very few football numbers should be retired. That's what Ring of Honors and Halls of Fame are for in football. they are just too many... With the way that numbers are designed in football where all offensive linemen have to wear these numbers and wide receivers have to wear these numbers and everything, I think it's too hard. Unless it's someone like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, uh, Walter Payton. Like you're talking one of the all-time all, all greats and not just the team all-time great, if you know what I mean.
0: Yep, I, I um, totally do.
1: So, I mean, if, if that's the case, I, do I think the Patriots should retire Brady's number? Yeah. But the last number of the Patriots retired is Bruce Armstrong, who was a hell of a football player and probably a borderline candidate for the Hall of Fame. Although Bruce Smith would tell you that Bruce Armstrong belongs in there. Um, but I mean, nobody thinks the Patriots should have retired. John Hanna, Gino Capoletti, Michael Hayes, and and uh, and uh, Brady. And that's essentially it. Everybody else, like Bob D was great. Steve Nelson was great, but they're – team guys not necessarily all-time guys i think that's what i think that's what the nfl should be doing versus mm-hmm. everything else so i have no football guys for that reason
0: okay i've got a few all
1: right
0: so you want to start uh yeah because this sort of segues with what we talked about last week and i'm going to start off with uh, cincinnati bengals and i know i, I did i said this before mm-hmm. uh you know in the last week but i think it bears repeating again i think Cincinnati, who has a retired number, just one, with Bob Johnson, if we can all agree that their greatest player, and I think there's no one in Cincinnati, really anyone in football, who doesn't agree on this, that the greatest player they ever had was Anthony Munoz. His number's not retired. It's out of circulation, but it's not retired.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty easy one. The, The Bengals have done a pretty bad job in I mean, we talk about how the NFL Hall hates the Bengals because there's only Budeos in there. Mm-hmm. And only have two other players ever played for the Bengals in the Hall, including Terrell Owens, who we always think of as a Bengal. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they do a pretty bad job of supporting their guys. But, yeah, I mean, if Anthony Munoz meets my requirements, if you had a like, all-time first-team offensive uh, offense for everyone in the history of the NFL – Munoz is probably on your offensive line.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. So, like, not only just the greatest player they ever had, he's one of the greatest at his position. So, and that's um, something yeah. they, they should celebrate. Yes, the Bengals haven't had that much to celebrate, but, I mean, if, you, if you're going to retire that number, I, you know, he's, he's still very much alive, still part of the community. You know, that's something that they would yep. they would all sort of, like, you know, get right behind.
1: Yeah, so still making Dos Equis commercials. There you go. <laughs> the most interesting man in Cincinnati? No, Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It's not Dos Equis, it's Modelo commercials. Ah, I even screwed it up. So, Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry advertisers out there. I should be better. I remember my Emery jingles, but I apparently can't remember beer commercials I saw earlier today. Um, yeah, no, what Munoz is, if you're going to do one, then Munoz is a super good one because he's, again... So even if, even if you think Munoz is not on that first offensive line, there's no way he's not on the second. Mm-hmm. So we're talking he's one of the ten greatest offensive linemen in the history of the league. On a, Let's just call the Bengals what they are, one of the most more franchises with a couple of highlights in the history of football. Uh, and that, that is a guy who, if you're going to celebrate someone, he should be celebrating. Yeah, definitely. So who's your first guy? Uh, can I do two together because they're sort of the same? Sure. Uh, So I'm going to go with hockey to start. Okay, Uh, And I'm going to go with two different defensemen who numbers should be retired in multiple places, and they're retired in neither because I think they split their time too much. Uh, So the first one of these is the second overall pick of the New York Rangers in 1966, uh, a defenseman named Brad Park. Oh, yes. Uh, Great player. Brad, Brad Park is a fantastic hockey player. He was inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame on his first year of eligibility. He split his time in his career between the Rangers from when he was drafted up until 1974, 75, somewhere around there. And then he ended up with the Bruins after that. He was traded. He never won a Norris Trophy, mainly because of years he was really good. There's a guy called Bobby Orr, who was also in the league at the time and made it very hard for him to win. But Brad Park is certainly one of the greatest defensive players, or defensemen in the history of the NHL. Uh, and I think just because he's, he got split, his numbers are retired either by the Bruins or by the, uh, or by the uh, Rangers. He also played a couple of years at the end with the Red Wings. We're leaving them out of this. But one or both of those teams should have retired Brad Park's number. Yeah, no, it's a great one. Um, and the other one's a more recent version of that, which is Chris Chelios. Mm-hmm. So Chris Chelios, uh, who played forever, he he didn't seem like he retired that long ago, and he's already fifty-seven because he retired at forty-eight. Uh, but he spent he basically had three parts of his career. He was in Montreal for the first what's that seven years of his career. And he spent another eight years in Chicago before, or nine years in Chicago actually before heading to Detroit to spend another nine years. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of time. I don't I understand his number not being retired in Montreal. They've retired so many numbers and everything like that. He and he didn't most of his most of the part where you think of him is not as a as a Canadian. You think of him either as a Blackhawk or a red Wing. He also played one year in Atlanta to finish out his career and was like, Oh my god, I play hockey in Atlanta, I need to go. Um, <laughs> but but he he's won three norris trophies uh, he's got a ring um, he's a start, he was in a starting uh starting all star in uh, he was in top getting vote getting defenseman or starter in one two three four five times he was the second guy in voting two more times um he was just a hell of a hockey player and neither the Blackhawks nor the Red Wings have retired his number. And I don't get it.
0: Yeah. a ph- Phenomenal player. Uh, that guy, I, I, he probably holds the record just if you look at his nose for the most broken noses, he has to.
1: It's, uh, it, I, his face, his face says there, lie, there are no lies and that's it.
0: It's, it's great, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, uh, yeah. So I, I've got a well, yeah. I was going to say actually for the Rangers, I had another name, uh, uh, Bill Cook, Mm -hmm. who who was you know part part of you know like just one of the part of that that one great line that they had. I know the Rangers for is. Great of the, as they or as long as they've been around, there's just not that great history there. But the Rangers fans are phenomenal. Uh, but that wasn't really one of the one of my ten. He was sort of like my backup ten. But since we, you brought up the Rangers, that was just a, a name I wanted to throw out.
1: Well, no, Bill Kirk, someone else definitely to think about. So who else do you have?
0: Well, I have one that I'm a little shaky on, but I it kind of ties in with with Wes Unseld, uh, one of his teammates. He was only there for four years, but and we talked about Unsald, who was the leader of that te- uh, leader of that team, but he wasn't the best player at that point. Uh, that was Bob Dandridge. Mm,
1: I have Dandridge as one of my guys. Yeah, yeah go ahead.
0: Yeah, because Dandridge, uh, he didn't win the playoff MVP uh, or the finals MVP, but he should have. Uh, Unsald was the sentimental pick, but statistically it wasn't even close. Dandridge was by far and away the best player of that, and they don't win that without without Dandridge. They do not even come close. Without him, uh, yeah. I mean, you can make a case for him to have his number retired in Milwaukee, also. But I went with the bullets because if that's your best player on your only championship, and you've got some other other names retired that aren't quite at that level, mm-hmm. I think he would be an excellent choice.
1: Fair enough. That that is a that is a very good choice. Um, no, it, it, it's it's hard to argue. I mean, I had I had him on here as well. Um, the bullets have, by and large, done a pretty good job with their with the return numbers, but he does seem like an oversight.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so oh, sorry, the, the
1: Wizards. was I, I, We were talking about the bullets earlier, and I still have them in my head.
0: So, I did love that name, though. The bullets just sound yeah, like, well, yeah. And I know yeah. why they did it, but I still love that name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, all right, should I go again? Yeah. I'm going to go with um, the mo I brought him up when we talked about this overall, but probably recently the best player uh, who's had a chance in the Retire's number and hasn't. I think it's mainly because of the franchise move, but that's Gary Payton. Mm. Yes. Uh, Gary really? Payton is basically the leader in tons of categories for the, the Zombie Sonics who play in Oklahoma now Uh, on Oklahoma city, but the Thunder have been there long enough that they have their own history. Unfortunately, that means that Peyton who retired basically around the time of the move uh, has been forgotten and has not had his number retired. If, if Seattle ever comes back as a franchise, uh, they should get all those names and players back and and get Peyton's number up in the rafters as soon as possible. Um, But Peyton was one of the most dominant players in the league, uh, for most of his career. Um, and it's, I mean, definitely somebody who is worthy of, I mean, he's a hall of fame already. Definitely somebody who's worthy of, uh, memorialization. He had 13 years in Seattle, two in Miami, one with the Lakers, one with the Celtics and one with the bucks. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he, he deserves it. And, um, they just haven't done it. I think that's more than anything that the franchise moved. So, Yeah,
0: no, that's excellent, and I, because they still own, the city, like, part of the agreement, Seattle owns the colors and the name, so I would imagine Mm -hmm. that if Seattle does get their team back, and I certainly hope they do, uh, that they they do that for for Payton, I'm sure they would.
1: Yeah, I imagine that's one of the first things they do, like, can you imagine getting the team back and immediately, like, retiring Payton's number? Like, that would just blow the absolute roof off the place.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, if, if they ever if they ever get a team back, which I hope they do someday, um, I mean, if hockey's getting up to thirty two teams, there's no reason that the NBA can't get to thirty two teams. Um, so, I uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm suspecting if there's ever basketball back in Seattle, that will happen.
0: There was a there was a tweet where I forget who it was. I might have been a rapper who just said, uh, it's. Uh, I don't even know if he was a rapper, but it was seeing how it's a real shame how Seattle doesn't have an NBA team to which uh, this or, or basketball team to which a uh, couple members of the Seattle women's team responded. Mm. Yes, we do. the The response okay. that she got <laughs> and uh, was not very positive.
1: Mm. I can understand. All right, so what do you got next?
0: Uh, I don't have a segue from a WNBA to this. I should. I wish I did. I'm not as good as this oh, as I I've, thought.
1: I've, I've, I have a Seattle one if that will help.
0: Well, it might be the same Mariner that I've got.
1: Uh, I bet it is. Who is it?
0: A combination of Randy Johnson, Ichiro Suzuki.
1: Oh, well, all right, excellent. Well, Ichiro is uh, just retired, so that one that one's definite. But, yeah, Randy Johnson is what I was going to talk about.
0: Yeah, so I because mean, they're both and they, but they both wore the same number.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. How yeah. did I did not realize that.
0: I just learned that today. Apparently, they both wore fifty-one. Now, because Seattle, How did I never realized that. That's weird. Well, in Seattle too, because they won't retire. Uh, ta- they apparently their policy is they wait. They wait until someone gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Johnson's in, but I guess they don't necessarily view him as such. Not really sure why. We know that Ichiro is going in, and there's really mm-hmm. is there really any reason to sort of delay this? There's
1: not. No. No. I mean, you want to do Randy really Johnson first, and then Ichiro again. That's fine. But yeah, no, that's. That's strange because his number's retired by the Diamondbacks, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's weird that it's not retired in Seattle.
0: Well, yeah, because he meets that criteria, and it's, you know, Johnson did what Johnson had to do. You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what any baseball player is going to do or what any athlete is, is probably going to do, you're going to try and get the most money for the short time that you can. I will never right. begrudge anyone, any athlete, for doing that. Never.
1: No. And the man the man won a Cy Young in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're one of only two pitchers to do that. Felix did that too, right? Um,
0: yeah, uh, King Felix. So uh, yeah, he has a Cy Young. Yeah,
1: yeah. King Felix. So those are the two guys to win to win uh Cy Youngs in Seattle. He's got five total, four of which were uh in Arizona, but he's he's clearly one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Uh and right with all due respect to Felix Hernandez, uh, probably the best pitcher in Mariners' history. It's very strange that he's not on there.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's one that that I had. So I guess now it's right back to you. All
1: right. Well, let's stick with pitchers who are among the greatest of all time. Uh, and I'm going to go back to my favorite team, uh or at least baseball team, mm-hmm. who are the Boston Red Sox. Do you know who the the uh, leading win getters in the history of the Red Sox are?
0: Sam Mayday Malone.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it is it is a it no. is a tie between two players. Roger Clemens mm-hmm. and Cy Young. Neither of whom have their number retired. Now Cy Young doesn't have his number retired because he didn't have a number. <laughs> so Numbers were not a, a thing. But if you have the greatest pitcher of all time who is your all time wins leader, they name the award after him, the guy who has the most wins. You'd think they would have found a way just to put like Cy up there or something and this in honor has been of done. Cy Young, who holds the record for most wins in team history. Mm-hmm. Now, Clemens is a whole other discussion as to whether he gets in. Clemens is clearly one of the. I will say, three best pitchers in the history of the Red Sox were Cy Young and Pedro. Mm -hmm. Um, But he left under interesting situation and has a weird relationship with the team. Um, So I can understand why that would be... It's kind of a Bill Parcells-type relationship with the team, to be honest, at this point. He forced his way out, got traded to... When he was looking, washed up, got traded to... The Blue Jays, and then all of a sudden was amazing again. And that's when, at least, the conspiracy theory embosses that he started using uh, using performance enhancing drugs. I have no idea whether he did or not. That's just what they say. Um, but Cy Young is someone who, even though he doesn't have a number, should be immortalized by the Red Sox somewhere. Um, and, another one, and another one who isn't immortalized, who I think they need to consider, is Jimmy Fox. Uh, who was immortalized by the Philadelphia Na- Athletics, uh, who are now the Oakland Athletics? But was not done Boston either, and he was after Ruth, uh, the greatest greatest player until until Williams came along.
0: Yeah, so. the, the, and the one thing though, the Phillies did a pretty good job too, because they still what, what is it their Wall of Fame? I'm trying to remember what it's called. So where they still acknowledge uh, a lot of the great players in athletic history when the team was located in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't even know that the, uh, that Philadelphia, like the Phillies, were pretty much the B team. They were they were the Chicago White Sox for for what decades in that city? Long time,
1: yeah, a long long time. I mean, they didn't win their first championship until Schmidt came along.
0: Yeah, until yeah, 1980, and they had that mm-hmm. whiz kid run of was it 51, where they won the pennant. I think. That might be, been- yeah.
1: Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, that's literally it for the first hundred years of Phillies' history. They were, as much as people talked about the curse of the Bambino and the Billy Goat curse and the curse of the Black Sox with the White Sox, I don't know how many people really talked about that, the Phillies were by far a worse, more cursed team for much longer than any of those three were. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Well, it's like, you know, Philadelphia, they they know how to take care of their uh, athletes when they like them. Yeah, of course. Except for Dick Allen.
1: Ooh. Now Dick Allen is a guy who we're going to be discussing, I think, coming up here pretty soon when we talk about the uh, the Golden Era um, folks that are coming up. You know, the Golden mm-hmm. Era committee is going to have guys that they're going to be looking at. And Dick Allen is, uh, is going to be one of those guys who I think needs more looking into than he's had in the past.
0: So that's one that I I had him on my, my secondary list, but I just thought it would sort of tie in well with, in Philadelphia. Because uh, Dick, Dick Allen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, his best year was, I believe, as White Sox when he won the MVP. But, you know, he came up in the Phillies ranks. Uh, Philadelphia, if I, re- if I remember correctly, I'm just doing this off, off the top of my head, was one of the last uh, teams to integrate. And so when Allen came up in the early 60s, there wasn't a whole lot of people in the organization who looked like him. And, you know, sort of tying right. in with the first theme of the, of the show. It's not a bad choice right now. It was, it's not a bad choice, period. Agreed. It's, it's no, even agreed. better now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Dick Allen is someone who is, I think mean, yeah, he's, he's on the cusp of the Hall of Fame. He's been on the cusp of the Hall of Fame for 30 years at this point. Uh, he's one of those guys who's just been on the wrong side of that door, but he's somebody who certainly is, uh, is worthy of consideration, if not outright enshrinement. And that's a good number for the Phillies to look at. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you want to go next? Sure. Why are we sticking Philly? Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with Philly also used to have another basketball team before the 76ers, the Philadelphia Warriors. And the best player on those Philadelphia Warriors teams who's long been forgotten is actually Paula reason. Hmm. Um, so Paul Reason uh, is, a hall, is a Hall of Famer. He only played for, let's see, how many years? 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years because he lost two years to military service uh, in the Korean War. Uh, that's how long ago we're talking. But Reason was one of the first great stars of the NBA uh, led them to, I believe, two titles uh, back with they the Philadelphia Warriors. Um, and is someone who, it's a little surprising Given how much, how many of the early people are, numbers got retired all over the place. Seems like someone who just got completely left behind somehow when the team moved, uh, essentially cross country, uh, and became first San Francisco and then the Golden State Warriors. Um, so I don't know if Golden State would go about retiring it now because A, he's passed away and there's probably no great, cra- uh, no great cry for him, B, he'd ever actually played in the Bay. Um, mm-hmm. But that is somebody who, if you look back at the history of early NBA, is somebody who seems to have been uh, forgotten a little bit by his team.
0: So That's a good one, yeah. I, I didn't even come up with that. that that's a very good one. Uh, I got a couple more football ones here. Uh, Go for it. Yeah, uh, Broncos, Terrell Davis. Mm. So the Broncos have only retired three numbers. And I, and I, I know you're feeling on sort of like the retire. Um, and they do have the ring of honor. Yeah. 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 yeah there. Yeah. So, the ones they've got are Elway, Floyd Little and Frank Who And, and he, was? I think we talked about him last week because he probably wasn't. Well, he probably was. He was not even. He wasn't that good, frankly. Right. Uh, Floyd Little got petitioned into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But the guy who won them the Super Bowl, all due respect to John Elway, but the, the MVP was Terrell Davis. If the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm-hmm. can, sort of, can sort of look over the brevity of his career and get him in, knowing that he, he's the one that got them those Super Bowls. No disrespect, to, mm-hmm. to, to again, to, to Elway. And I was really happy that, for John Elway getting, getting that. But that does not happen without Terrell Davis, period.
1: It just doesn't. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's a really good choice. Um, if I believed in uh, football retired numbers, he would be somebody I consider. You got another football one though, while we're, while you're at it. Yeah, I do. Uh, I can go like a back over to Pittsburgh because
0: uh, they have numbers out of circulation, and but they've only got two numbers retired: Mean Joe and uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Staunton. Not Eddie Staunton. uh Damn it! I just blanked on on this on this first name, but it was a uh, yeah nine time Pro Bowler uh, Staunton. uh So numbers out of circulation: Franco Harris, Jack Lambert, uh, Terry Bradshaw. Although I, th- I kind of think Bradshaw and Aikman are kind of the same quarterback, different decade. Mm. But Franco Harris, Ernie Stockner. Th- Ernie Stockner. Well, why did I keep when I say Saun? I must have been reading about Mike Stanton today. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, so Franco Harris, I sort of feel uh, passionate about that. Again, if you're going to put something out of circulation and no one's going to wear it, you might as well retire it.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Especially with agreed. Harris and Lambert, who were both named to the 100th anniversary team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's, uh, that's a, There there's some good people there, the Steelers. The Steelers, by and large, do a good job remembering their guys. But yeah, if you're going to retire numbers... Those are, that's a good person to have. So, all right. Um, I am going to stick with basketball mm-hmm. um, and go with, do you know there are a couple of teams in the NBA that have never retired a number? Do you know which one has been around the longest without retiring a number? Let's see. All right. Cause I have that up and I'm going to try
0: not to look at that. Who's been around the longest without retiring a number? Um, Orlando? No, much longer than Orlando. Oh, much longer than Orlando. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. It's move cities.
0: It's move cities. Okay.
1: Clippers? The Clippers. Yep. So the Clippers have never retired a number. They have even retired uh, uh, the fans thing, which is <laughs> the one thing the Clippers have done correctly, apparently in their careers and their existence. So the question I had was who would be the clipper whose number you would
0: retire? Vista
1: <laughs> Danny Manning. No. Um, I, I was, and I think about it. The problem with this guy is he was a Buffalo brave first and only really played with the team for the first five years of his, years of his career. But I would argue that he may be the greatest retired player who's ever played for them. And that's Bob McAdoo. Mm-hmm. So McAdoo was the first great Buffalo brave player. He, uh, like I said, was only with them a few years, but is one of the most respected and widely known players in the league history of the league. And with the franchise as moribund as the Clippers, uh, the, you'd think they would have, you'd think they do what the Padres did, you know, and that guys who were there a couple years that retire him, but it's, Mcadoo just seems like the best player for a team that's been around for a long time without ever retiring any numbers. I mean, hell, the Grizzlies have retired two numbers. Um, so, I, Bob Mcadoo is. I, I was just looking for the if, if you're going to retire a, a Clipper, that's who I would go with.
0: Hmm. Okay. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good one. And uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who are the two Grizzlies retired numbers. I know it's not uh, uh, Big Country, Brian Reeves.
1: It is not Big Country, and it is not Steve Francis.
0: <laughs> not Stevie Basketball. Grizzlies, who would that be, actually? Their best players no, are They're number, n-
1: n- number 9 and number 50. They died? No. Those are, no, no one died. So the number nine and number fifty are the two retired numbers for the Grizzlies. Who's not? Number nine is Tony Allen. Okay. And number fifty, number fifty, Zach Randolph.
0: Oh, Zeebo's is officially retired or just out of circulation? No, it's retired.
1: Okay. So I'm trying to figure out when he uh, when he retired. Yeah, no, but nine and nine and fifty are retired for the Grizzlies. Okay. So. There you go. All right, so I got
0: uh, an interesting one. Uh, sort of, kind of like again, based on the current climate. I wanted to stay away from politics, but uh, he, so there's it's a legend who's never had his number retired. Uh, possibly. well, possibly he did for, from teams that no longer exist. The first pitcher in the American League, uh, first black pitcher in the American League. Sorry, Satchel Paige. Mm. And I think it would be really, really uh, classy of the Indians organization to retire his number.
1: That would, that would be a very good choice.
0: Yeah, uh, um, was a draw. I mean, yeah, he came, he came in when he was uh, 41, and he actually had 2 also years later as a St. Louis Browns, but the Orioles don't even acknowledge any existence of the St. Louis franchise in their Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. Did I ever tell you my, uh, my grandfather was a minor leaguer for the St. Louis Browns? My grandfather no, was a 3rd base minor league prospect for them? No. I didn't yeah, he. not uh, Now, I have no idea how real the story is, but every story I've heard about that side of the family I think is ridiculous ends up being true. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandfather was... So my grandmother, my mom's mom, held the American record for 100-yard 100, uh, 100 low hurdles, at one point in her career, that was when the women could only run over low hurdles. they had to run with skirt and run in a skirt. So she she held the American record for that. And my grandfather was a minor league baseball player who was called up to spring training, but had just graduated med school and was going to make more money as a doctor. So he never ended up going. Um, but yeah, he they ended up getting married, and he was a country doctor in Freeport, Illinois, for years and years and years. So.
0: Yeah, so he was a minor, oh, yeah. league, minor league prospect and then became a country doctor. Are you the, are you the grandson of Archie Moonlight Graham?
1: Uh, not that I know of, no. But yes, <laughs> yeah, Moonlight Graham is, uh, had, had one more half inning than my grandfather did in the majors. Okay. So, And,
0: and, and uh, kudos to the two people who got that reference. might just only be you and I.
1: Hey, if, if you tell the joke, they will understand. I tried nice so yeah so yeah so my my uh yeah my grandfather and my grandmother my grandmother i remember when she was in her gotta be late 70s her cat got out and i remember seeing her hurdle over a small bush and caught the cat at a full dive and she was wearing a full so skirt too gr- uh she may have been wearing she was probably wearing a skirt at the time too yeah No, my grandmother. So I just remember her diving and catching the cat. So she was an interesting lady.
0: The stories I have about my grandfather, I can't really tell. (laughs) Let's see.
1: Oh, you, you haven't heard my grandfather's brother who, uh, who had a, uh, car chase through Chicago where he was shooting back and forth on a mobster and kidnapped his daughter. That story seemed like complete bull crap until I lived with my grandfather's youngest sibling for a year in Virginia, and she had all the newspaper clippings on it. So, hmm. yeah, he was, he was a dentist. But his, his daughter, my mom's cousin, was dating a member of the mafia and broke up with him. And so he ran out to her house, kidnapped her, tried to bring her into Chicago, and my great uncle chased her, and they were shooting at each other, one with a handgun and one with a, sh- with a shotgun, until the other guy crashed, and got arrested, and my great uncle just got away scot-free for what I understand with his daughter and tow. So there you go. I told you, like, all these stories are ridiculous, and they're somehow true. They're newspaper clippings. So I actually have a number that the Canadians haven't retired, which well, is crazy because, A, I just hate the Canadians. Mm-hmm. And, B, they've retired a whole hell of a lot of numbers.
0: Can I guess who it is? Um, go ahead. Toe Blake.
1: Toe Blake. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Toe Blake is, is the guy. There's there's legitimately, the only reason I could think that Toe Blake's number isn't retired is that he's thought of as a coach more at this point than as a player. Um, but Toe Blake played, uh, how many years did he play? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. He played with the Canadians from, he played one year with the Montreal Maroons. And I played with the Canadians from 1935 through 1948, where they won like, a ton of championships and he was on the absolute best line with Maurice Richard and What well, I think of the guy who was on the other side from toe Blake. Oh, was that Belleville uh, or Geoffrey No, No, who is. I can't remember who the, I can't remember, but they, they, they were on the first line. Uh, and he, he's just, he's legitimately worthy in every way, shape or form of being remembered for his number. But I think it's just the fact he was a coach. Uh, And a coach who won, uh, what, eight Stanley Cups, that his playing days are forgotten as much. And he should, uh, if the Canadians retire another number, Toe Blake should be the guy.
0: I hate to say it. If he had a French name, it already would have happened.
1: Oh, it's it's not Blaquet?
0: If if it was, uh, (laughs) Le Pied Bla... What is Toe? I know, foot, pied... Blake. Petit Pierre Blecky? Yeah, then yeah,
1: he'd be up. The the, the center was Elmer Locke, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Elmer Locke was the center between Toe Blake and uh, and, uh, uh, Maurice Richard.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Toe Blake also. I I got a pretty good one for hockey that I think should happen. Uh, Then the city loves him. And we sort of know why he kind of his play sort of fell off. Uh, Taron Fleury.
1: Yeah, Taylor Fleury was someone I looked at but decided not to put it on my list. But go ahead, go with Tail.
0: Yeah, because
1: uh,
0: like a member, like I think I was a rookie of the Stanley Cup championship team. Uh, big, big, uh, like super, super popular. Guy was only like, was like, he still alive? Uh, five, six, five, seven. Uh, played like he was six, four just left everything out in the ice and this play fell off dramatically as he sort of, uh, partook in the substance. Let's say, uh, one of those guys who drank or snorted his way out of the hall of fame because he, he should have had a mm-hmm. much better career than he did. But, uh, when we talked about, uh, Oh God, I just blanked on, on, uh, the on the player, uh, Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when he came out with that flurry, uh, did also, so he was also a victim of Graham James, and he came out, yeah. uh, out without year years after, which sort of explains the uh, reckless behavior. It does, yeah. So, but, but statistically, Flurry was excellent. So he, so there's a case to be made without sort of forgiving his uh, trans, without sort of forgiving like how he didn't live up to his full potential, but he did win a cup there and is still massively popular and well-loved in Calgary.
1: That's a very good, that's a very good choice.
0: Because I th- that's also th- what I think is the other thing that sometimes, because you and I, were both very uh, analytical when we look at this for stats, and sometimes I I, I, can f- I forget sort of the emotion. Just go- having gone to a, f- a couple Flames games, you still see people wearing flurry jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't happen to just every retired player.
1: No, that's, that's true. And there there are actually a couple of guys I had in my list of players who were better loved by their teams and were there at the height of their team success, uh, that are still loved. never getting the hall of fame, but I thought might be worthy and flurry. Well, do you think flurry will ever get in the hall of fame? I think that he very well could. Uh, he's. I think it's possible. It's possible,
0: actually, and that sort of reminds me. That's what we got up on top next week because on June twenty fourth is when they're going to announce the Hockey Hall. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we could do that as a preview if, unless it becomes another loaded week.
1: Well, well, can I bring up another guy who would probably be in consideration for that? Whose number hasn't been retired? Then? Absolutely. Uh, uh, my guy who grew up not that far from me. Uh, is on TV all the time. Uh, a, little bit, a little bit of a loudmouth, but a hell of a hockey player. And has hasn't has number has retired by the Blackhawks? Jeremy Roenick.
0: Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that so you Ronick, uh, knew him as a kid. Knew him as a kid.
1: I did not know him as a kid. Uh, Tony Tony Amonti grew up three. Well, if you go out in, I lived right in the border of the Winchester and Medford, and he grew up like just a few um, streets over, from what I understand from my, where I was. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jeremy Roenick, Boston boy with uh, Blackhawks for years and years and years as their best player, both he and Amonti were. And and, um, and uh, I mentioned his name earlier, a defenseman, just completely out of my head. Um, oh, my God. I need to either drink more or less. I'm not sure. I don't really drink very much, so apparently it's more. Uh, but he was the heart and soul of those Blackhawk teams that were very good and never quite made it. Uh, but Roenick is a guy who... Because it was a heart and soul of those Blackhawk teams and mm-hmm. was clearly the rest player for quite a long time. Yeah, uh, and someone else, I think, player. was at least worthy of consideration to have his number retired. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Uh, I think Ronick also is a very strong candidate for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Has been for a long time. Uh, and, and it's funny though, Like we talk about how he's very much outspoken, but him his level of outspokenness would place him in the... Bottom twenty percentile in NBA or
1: NFL. Oh no! Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Which, by just, the way, Eddie Ed Belfour's number hasn't been retired either.
0: Yes. By either
1: the Stars or or the Black or the uh, Blackhawks.
0: Interesting. Which is weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was someone else who came up. I just don't know if you retire goalies' numbers are so weird, but. <laughs> just, well, here's a, here's
0: that useless thing about Belfort. Remember, not that long ago, I was talking about uh, how in 2004 Canada did, or CBC, our uh, the main channel in Canada. We now have more than one channel, by the way.
1: Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Mm. Saint John's is really booming and got kids supported a station, huh? It, you know, it
0: really is. It, it's come a long way, eh? <laughs> Every now and then, just, I can, I can put don't it back use
1: a new, Just don't use the Newfie accent on me. I'll never be able to understand you. Do you think I can? The Newfie... For those who don't know, the Newfoundland accent, if you've never met anyone from Newfoundland, like, that accent is the hardest accent in English to understand. I don't think it's close. I don't think there's a close second. Close second's got to be, like, Boomauer from King of the Hill. Uh, well... But, like, that Newfie accent's nearly impossible.
0: You know, when you if you... If you ever get the... Ability to, so if we can, any of us can travel again. If you can ever visit me down here in Barbados, I'll take you to a couple local bars where they're talking to each other. You might have a different opinion. A different,
1: that's entirely possible. I don't know that many Beijing people. Uh, but my sister went to school at Acadia in Nova Scotia, and she had a whole bunch of Newfie friends. And, oh my God, I just, when I went to visit, I had no idea what any of them were saying.
0: Well, so when when Canada when they put out or CBC put out that top 100 list, 13 of them were hockey players. Or it was 13 or 11? I can make a case for a few of them, but one of those people that just blew me away, like seriously, is Ed Belfour, considered at one point in time mm. one of the hundred greatest Canadians. And I don't know what what it was. Uh, was it that uh, that that curly mullet that sort of made him that great? Was that he peaked at age 21?
1: Yeah, I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> like It's like, I, I don't, never quite understood that. That was, That's. All right, well.
1: Yeah. Say, how many more of these do you want to do? Uh, I'd say two. Two more? Yep. All right. So, because we've been going a while, and I could just keep going, and going, and going. So, I'm going to go with probably. Well, I mean, I think we've brought up Kevin Garnett before, yep. and there's a reason Garnett's number hasn't been retired by the Timberwolves, so I don't I don't want to use it on him, but I think we should at least mention it. Yeah. Um, I want to go with, I think, you could arguably say the one, the greatest player in the first 50 years of the NBA who does not have his number retired, um, and that is member of the, fifth, uh, the NBA 50 team and the NBA 75 team, Jerry Lucas.
0: Oh, that's a very good one. I didn't have that.
1: Yeah, Jerry Lucas, I mean, part of his problem is he played most of his career in Cincinnati. Uh, the, rock, uh, the Cincinnati Royals are now the Sacramento Kings. Um, and it's honestly, Sacramento overall, for as weird a history as you, we now modern think that they had, they've actually done a pretty good job with the retired numbers. But Lucas is... I mean, until recently, I think you could honestly say with the way the NBA used to be played up through the eighties, he was probably one of the twenty greatest players in the league now in league history. But now everything has changed with the explosion of teams and abilities. Jerry Lucas would get destroyed in today's game. Of course all those guys would be have trained differently with today's mm-hmm. game, but that's a whole separate issue. Uh but Lucas is a guy who played with with Cincinnati played with the Knicks uh, at the end of his careers with the San Francisco Warriors for a couple of years. Um but seven time All Star, first team, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer for the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, um, or sorry, Basketball Hall of Fame, not Pro Basketball, but Basketball Hall of Fame. And certainly somebody who the Kings uh, could consider. He's still alive, he's 80 years old, he's still going, but the, he's one of the greatest players in NBA history by almost any measure. And he doesn't have his number retired anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be the Kings who did it, but they'd be retiring a guy who played, you know, 2,000 miles away at this point and a long time ago. So, but I just wanted to bring up Jerry Lucas.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a really good one. Uh, I've got so my last two were baseball and okay. one that's not necessarily for what he did as a player, but if you combine everything as a player and a manager, I think a good one for Chicago, the White Sox, would be Ozzie Gian.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ozzie Gian would be very interesting. because he is probably, even even with Frank Thomas and all these other guys, Ozzie Gian at this point is probably the most loved White Sox around here. Like, everybody loves Ozzie Gian. Even with all of his controversial statements or actions or whatever, the, Ozzie Gian is basically a cult hero in Chicago. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's a, there's a lot to like about him. He was on some, he was on some good teams. Uh, three-time All-Star, was the manager of the White Sox last championship, was that 2005? Uh, yeah, he yeah, had non-base uh-huh. percentage of under 300, but who remembers that other than me? You know, only the one <laughs> right. gold glove, but I mean, there were so many great infielders. Only winning one gold glove, right. you don't hold that against them.
1: Well, it's the same thing with Brad Park as the defenseman never winning a Norris. Mm-hmm. That was not necessarily his fault. It all depends on who you're up against at the time. No, absolutely. Actually,
0: I think one of the most underrated defensive players is, in some ways, one of the most overrated offensive players, in Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. The game, yeah, true. Yeah, never got his credit defensively, uh, offensively. I was, I thought was a little bit overrated, but either way. It's, it's, you know, certainly deserving of the first ballot Hall of Fame status. Uh, do you want to go mm-hmm. next with the last one?
1: Sure. Um, well, um, where's your last one? So, where, what sports are your last one in? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. So I only had two more baseball players. Mm-hmm. Um, one of whom we talked about retired by the Padres. Is that one of the ones you talked about?
0: The that I've talked about. I don't have a Padres. No.
1: Room. So. I, the, the last two I have, who if I'll just say them quickly. If one of them is yours, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. One, one would be retired by the Cardinals, the other by the Dodgers. Is that your guy?
0: I have one who is a Dodger.
1: Okay, so the one who is retired by the Cardinals, get that one out of the way, who I think we should at least consider is Ted Simmons, mm-hmm. who just got in the Hall of Fame. Somebody just in passing we should mention. Um, I would say, God, I have left here. I have one, two, three, four, five basketball players and three hockey players still left. So let me just let me just go to. I'm just going to go to uh, the Washington Capitals with my last one, uh, just because of our favorite retired number from two weeks ago. Uh, the guy whose number is not retired for that team is Peter Bondra.
0: Yeah, great player uh, from Bondra, Slovakia, I believe.
1: Yeah, Bondra is. I was in. DC at college at the height of Bondra's time in in with the Capitals. And he was by far the greatest thing on that team, not named only Kolzik. Um but he was he was a hell of a a hell of a hockey player, one of the all time league score, I believe, in in uh Capitals history before Vechkin came around. Uh and with the Bar they had set by Eve, whose last name I don't even remember anymore. Bray. Um Yeah, that's right, Eve LaBrey. You think that Bondra would uh, have had his number retired this way, but he has not. Um, so the Capitals need to get on that with Bondra and get his get his number up there.
0: So who, uh, before I do mine, uh, like who's your Dodger to see if it's the same person?
1: Um. It is the guy who had his number retired by the Padres. Oh, Garvey. Uh, Steve Garvey.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, no, I have, a, I have a different Dodger. Okay. Who do you got? Fernando Valenzuela. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, this was like one of my first things that I really remember growing up uh, was Fernando mania. And a big part of that was like in 81, this is because that, that's when the Expos were in the playoffs. So I remember we it was a day game, and the teacher rolled in the TV so that we could wa- remember rolling in the TV with a big back and all that. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to explain what low definition was to people who were under thirty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, so watch like the last two innings of uh, I guess what's sort of called the Blue Monday game when Rick Monday hit a home run that put the Dodgers into the World Series. Because like, mm-hmm. that was a big deal for Canadian sports fans at the time. We had nothing. So then, fr- yeah. yeah, from there you sort of like uh, learn all about La Sorda. and then Valenzuela. It was just he he was he was it. He he was the guy. Was pretty it, it, you could say he was one of those guys who helped save baseball because 1981 had that weird strike right in the middle of the season. And. Yeah, so you had this pudgy kid who could barely speak any English. I mean, you you don't know, we don't remember that now when you hear him talk. But you know, at the time when he was twenty years old, he couldn't he couldn't speak English at all. He didn't look like an athlete. uh, Had one of those smiles that like you don't even care where he's from, what 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 he is, and what he does for a living. Like he's like, hey, what a great guy. And yeah, yeah. he wasn't just like a one season pitcher though, too, because I mean, he won that Rookie of the Year. Won uh, the the Cy Young, but then he was also in the top five of the Cy Young for three other times, and a lot of people don't remember just how good he was throughout the eighties, because the phenom just sort of died. But he was yeah, exactly. that important, and also as an Hispanic, a Mexican, a Mexican player in Los Angeles. Yeah, in Chavez Ravine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, just and he's an icon there
1: that that's a pretty that's a pretty darn good one, that would be very welcome today, um, I think so to, for yeah I absolutely agreed
0: yeah and so. that, uh yeah, just garvey was I don't know maybe with his little uh after all his little scandals came out and he tried to present the this perfect life yeah, that's true I mean nobody really cares if you're not that necessarily that great family man, just don't say you are that's why Tiger Woods got shit on, yeah. And Charles Barkley doesn't. Uh, <laughs> you
1: know? and, and and Derek Jeter gives out gift baskets and gets uh, praise for it. Um, just, just by the way, the last numbers I had, uh, i just going to throw them out there. We don't have to talk about them. Mm-hmm. For hockey, I had two more. I had Kevin Lowe yep. um, for the Edmonton Oilers. And I had Sergey Fedorov for the Beredwicks.
0: Yeah, I, I had and him uh, as my second tier also.
1: Yeah, someone. And then the last ones I had were all basketball Uh, I had for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, but he was a St. Louis Hawk, Cliff Hagen, uh, who um, with Bob Pettit was one of the greatest one, two duos of the early fifties. Going back again too, we had, I had Harry Gallatin uh, who would have been with the New York Knicks, whose number is not retired. uh, Walt Bellamy, Mm -hmm. uh, whose number is not retired by, well, the part of the problem is I'm not sure where he would be because he played with so many teams, but he, again, one of the top, on the uh, nba all 50 uh, 50 best team uh mark mark aguirre whose number should be retired by the mavericks seeing as they retired everybody else on the team who wasn't as good as him but they haven't retired aguirre's number and the last guy that's never going to make the hall of fame but is really loved and is part of the best time probably in team history rick smiths with mm. the uh indiana pacers yeah
0: I like that so. You know, I'll just give you, I guess, my, lot, my last view here. Uh, just the same sort of thing. Uh, Dan Quisenberry-Royals, uh, mm-hmm. like, major One superstar most, closer. I
1: was going to say, A, an all-Ryan nice guy, B, died much too young, and C, probably, of my youth, the most unique delivery of all time. He, mm. like There's submarine pitchers, and he like threw the ball from below his knee in the middle of his shin. <laughs> when that ball came towards one plate.
0: Oh, just crazy. Like, that was uh, just one of those first reliever, relievers who was like a star reliever to me, just growing up.
1: Yeah, he had, he had he had the cool wind-up, or the cool delivery, and he had the cool mustache, and the cool last name. Uh, I mean, Quisenberry would be a weird name, but, like, nobody else had it. And so everything about him was needed. Dan Quisenberry was like... One of those guys who, even as a Red Sox fan, you like recognized right away and wanted to pitch like you messed around with your buddies playing wiffle ball, trying to throw like him, and saw how freaking hard it was <laughs> with a wiffle ball. I can't even imagine with a baseball. Uh, but yeah, I, good choice. I like Dan Quisenberry a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, another one in baseball, uh, David Wright. Oh, with the Mets? Yeah, yeah, I just... Uh they take forever to do that. I mean, they're finally doing Jerry Kuzman this year.
1: Yeah, David David Wright falls on the, the Nomar Garcia-Para and Death to Padroia list for me. Mm-hmm. People who had incredible starts got injured and just never were the same.
0: And um, yeah, and I guess, so, yeah, just finish at home uh, with the Saints. Uh, just get a good retired number. Just maybe go to the Dome Patrol, Ricky Jackson. Or yeah, run a hall of famer, Willie. He's roll. a hall of famer. Yeah. Just, just don't let Drew Brees do the in, induction speech right now.
1: They should get uh, who's the guy who blocked the punt? Who has uh, ALS now? Oh, uh, Steve Gleason. Yeah, get Steve Gleason to do it. I'm
0: not, not even not sure he can happy. talk right now. Mm. I'm not, like, I, I think he, I think it's progressed to that stage. But yeah, no. That's. I was uh, gonna
1: make. I was gonna make an in uh, a bad joke about about Breeze and the fact that police couldn't talk. but decided I'd let that pass out of. <laughs> do sort of, of <laughs> well. I don't know. Know. Anyway, all right. Before we get ourselves in trouble, we should probably get out of here. But uh, so, you want to look at NHL potential for next week?
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Unless something just shoots out of the gate for next week, but yeah, I think that's sort of a good uh, good one to sort of like preview. Uh, I think we both know it's going to be a who's going to join him.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, crazier things have happened that don't end up in Ginla. That would be bizarre. So, and, and as to who will join him, we after last year. We legitimately have no idea.
0: No, no. Cause I, I would not have been guessing Zuboff and Carbino. That would yeah. not um, have been, been what I would have guessed. I'll still maintain my conspiracy theory. Uh they did that so that they can sort of appear woke and have a female as your headliner
1: in Haley Wickenheiser. Entirely, entirely possible. Well, but they, yeah, that was uh well, it, it, again and I don't know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go down your list. I'm gonna have to pick somewhere around like number do you have your list in front of you right now? Uh
0: not in front of me. Let's uh bring that up. So uh, I was
1: gonna say let's I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick blind without having it in front of me. I'm gonna predict it will be whoever number 31 on your list is.
0: All right, let's see who
1: number 31.
0: is. Let's go. Dun, dun, dun. I'm on page one. I know it won't be Don Cherry.
1: It will not be Don Cherry. It'll that not would be. be yes. It'll
0: not be Don Cherry. No. It, especially after because you know you know he got fired. Yes. Okay.
1: Would you say number it's 31? 31. Yeah, who's number 31?
0: Bobby Smith.
1: Hmm. I'm not feeling as good about that one. No, I'm not either. I'll go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I'm taking it anyway. I just did that completely blind. I actually feel better about the guys on either side of him, Gary Suter and Nikolai Habibulin. Uh, but, yeah, I'll go with Bobby Smith as my uh, complete throwing, literally throwing a dart at a, at a list. So That's, there we go. That
0: might be how they decided and, it last year
1: possible. They took your list and just threw, it and they weren't as good in darts as they thought they were.
0: Well, I mean, because so. they always want. You're always thinking to yourself when you're part of that Hockey Hall of Fame committee. Now, how do we honor the Dallas Stars championship season?
1: How do we go back and do that? <laughs> All right. I think you do it. The, I think you do it the same way that the uh, Portland Trailblazers did that 77. You just take everybody. <laughs> Might as well.
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. So. Anyway, all right, dude, I will talk to you next week. Hopefully it will be acquired a week, but I doubt it, like, worldwide. So. Yeah. Well,
0: we, we will see. We will see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Talk to you later, man. Right,
0: take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope everyone out there is staying safe. Look for more content from us at nothallofame.com very soon.